There are, in this world and others, infinite stories to be told. An expansive stretch of ocean. What sort of direction are we thinking? Listen as they unfold around us. I would advise if you lay your weapon down. Tenderly smoky black glittering smoke. Pulling us in, making us part of a greater universe. He's not a stranger, he just told me his name. He cannot escape. Help me now, Captain. These worlds existed long before we came along. Can you hang in there just a little bit longer? Don't worry not, friend. I think we're here to help you. These stories are but parts of a play laid before but you. Are they that looks uncomfortable. And, and we, we are, are but players. players. Welcome to Role Play Inc. Last we saw our seafaring adventurers, they were making their way towards the port city of Vasari on the island of Valendia. Uh, they had managed to secure some transit on a ship known as the Annabelle Lee, uh, captain by Captain Sheila Coppertree, uh, who has brought them aboard as crew. In their transit, they encountered a odd elemental surge as a water elemental and water mephits attacked the ship, causing some minor damages, mostly repairable, and luckily not any loss of life. However, other ships on the sea were not quite as lucky as they came across the wreckage of a merchant ship that had been attacked by the pirate lord Vrago. In this wreckage, they were able to find the floating body, still alive but unconscious, of a tiefling, Zarina Briarfell. They brought the survivor on board and are now cresting over the horizon with Valendia and Vasari in sight. And that is where we pick up this episode. As the sea rocks back and forth, as you move towards the port itself, the waves have calmed from the storms the night before, and you've left that wreckage behind. You are starting to hear the bells and the hustle and bustle of a port city just cresting over the air filled with that briny salty sea taste is there anything that anyone would like to do as you are approaching the city is Vartan asleep in his um in his bucket does anyone want to wake him um, Sune will be holding uh, the bucket with Vartan and he'll just like slowly start to whisper at him like Vartan Vartan Time to oh, wake up, oh my friend. goodness! Are we are we here yet? Yes, we finally made it to port. Are we gonna stay here long? Hmm. Well, I don't know. It'll depend on whatever Will needs to do. We are here protecting him, after all. Oh, all oh right. Because we're heroes. He said so. I remember. Yes. And you are the greatest of them all, Captain Vartan. He grabs his hat and he puts it on and tips it real quick as he holds onto the helm of his makeshift ship. <laughs> With a chuckle, Sune kind of like stands straight and is like having that, the, the pail strapped to his chest like the baby Bjorn and <laughs> Vatsy just poking <laughs> up the front. You make an excellent ocean, Sune. Oh, careful. There's a surge coming and I'll start to like Whoa! move up and down. <laughs> so moving my shoulders in the wave motion. <laughs> Ebony comes over and like leans down and starts blowing into the sails. <laughs> I don't have sails. Come on. You don't have any. I thought you had sails. I don't think I have sails yet. I got it. All right. That's what we're doing here. We'll put some rags on the side. I still want my cannon. <laughs> Excellent. So um, has anybody seen Will? Where's he? Uh, so the last you saw William, uh, he was still in your guys's cabin. Uh, he's mostly staying put. I, I'm sorry, DM. He said he preferred Will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Will. <laughs> I gotta get fighting energy, you know. <laughs> so I, we're probably around there as well, then. Yeah, he's he's still in the cabin itself. He's been taking fastidious notes after your encounter with the water elemental as it does pertain to his research. Did we speak at all with the tiefling that we picked up? Uh, you did. 
uh, you were able to find out that they had indeed been attacked by uh, one of the ships in Drago's fleet, not the Revenge. So it was not, they were not attacked by the flagship. It was one of the other ships that sail under her banner. Okay. Ayo, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, sure, Captain. Should, um, should we be concerned that Captain Vrago leaves no survivors and we just picked one up? Oh, you know what? That's, you, you bring up a good, that's a great point. I feel like either something went terribly wrong and we've picked up some, some literal demon, or this was intentional, and I hope it is not some kind of trap. And we are carrying, or we have someone who Braga wants. We know that. Oh, right. Uh, shall we go look before we reach port? I think maybe we should at least talk to them a little bit more thoroughly. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. A bit. So I guess we go find them. Oh, wait, Captain. Do How do we do this? Do we do this as, oh... Uh, nice guys just, you know, trying to figure out, oh, are you okay? Or do we do, like, a sort of uh, bad cop, good cop situation? Maybe you could do it like you did with the captain, because you got a lot of information that night. Oh, wait. (laughs) I was going to say no, but that that could be another option, Captain. (laughs) Just, I think we should leave it on the table, Captain. You can leave whatever you want on the table. Just make sure it's not going to give anyone a disease. That's rude. If there's anyone <laughs> sick, I can tend to them. You feeling under the weather today? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> Captain, shall we find <laughs> Zarina? Sure. Yes. Uh, so it's pretty easy to find uh, Zarina. Uh, She is resting, and in fact, Sune, you would know exactly where to find her, because you, being the ship's doctor, uh, were tasked with, you know, making sure she didn't die. Of course. uh, After being floating in the ocean. Uh, So, you you would essentially taken her into the small cabin that you've used as an infirmary. uh, A very, very poorly stocked infirmary. Indeed. You would find her well taken care of. Uh, so you make your way in. She is just sitting on a little bench, uh, and she's kind of just wringing her hands, uh, looking not necessarily nervous, but probably a bit traumatized. On the side of the bench, you'll see that there's uh, some drawings of, like, faces going from very sad to very happy (laughs) that I've drawn in on the wall. Perfect. Uh, so as you enter, she kind of looks up. Uh, can, can I can I help you, Zarina? Right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to have a quick chat with you about um some some things. How how can I help? Well, um, we can start with what happened. Well, uh. We were on our way out from Vasari and making our way towards the the uh, the route when we were beset upon. The ship was flying a black flag with a white skull, and she kind of reaches up to her own horns, the horns of a tiefling. You would recognize that as very much the flag of Rago's fleet. Okay. And there was nothing done to provoke this attack, I'm assuming. They just attacked you? Yes, they just attacked. How many people were on your ship? It's a small merchant ship. Uh, no more than 25. And you were the only survivor of all 25? Well, and she kind of starts looking Inside very check. sheepish. I... Yeah, go for it. Can I have it with advantage since the captain is with me? I would ah, say you okay. both can okay. roll. <laughs> no, looks like Ooh, nothing's 21. changed. It's a five. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. You get another set of dice, Shelby. This is, <laughs> this is just two another, of Another, another set of dice. Some things <laughs> never change. 
so with that, what was that you rolled, uh, Ebony? 21. 21. Excellent. This isn't necessarily the look of I'm trying to hide something, I'm trying to lie to you. There's almost a sheepish guilt. A a sense of just not not a guilt that you've seen like, oh, I've betrayed my my people and that's why I got left behind, but just a like very survivor's guilt. Oh. As she continues just bringing her hands back and forth. I I was hired as the, the, the ship's mage. Um, I was in charge of looking after the, 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 the more arcane items that we were bringing on, on this route. Um, and I might have panicked when I saw the flag. And uh, I might have, in an arcane manner, made it look as if I was already dead. Alright, I mean I, I understand your your worry and your panic so, I, I don't know you look very guilty but I feel like you were just protecting yourself Yes, but my, my job was to be the arcane on the ship and I could have done something Were you hired to fight? Uh, it's part of the expectation as a member of a crew as you... Oh, well then, I mean... It's fine. There's no shame in just protecting yourself. Uh, How many ships attacked you? And I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, pirates on the one ship, right? I didn't... Ah, Instantly, instantly. Stick around long enough to really count. Um... You said you were protecting <laughs> arcane items. Uh, yes, yes. We were transporting a number of uh, just items of arcane significance and some potions. Uh, Vasari has a very wide collection of individuals and as a por- one of the larger port cities, it tends to collect the arcane, the interesting we were headed out towards Avalon. Would, would it make sense, DM, that we would have come across them then? Since we were kind of on the opposite end. Like, that we met the shipwreck, even though they were going to Avalon, and we're... So, yeah. where Vasari is in uh, the Vlendian map, Vasari is on the southwestern part so there is a bit of uh, Valendia that goes even more south in a uh, like a, a little triangle. Um, so the ships leaving Vasari headed to Avalon need to go south before okay. they can go. And we were heading east. up north. Okay. Okay. So you would have met. Yes, you would have met them at the point before they would have started to go east. They probably would have just been able to start that eastern approach. Copy that. And did she tell us, like, during the first time we questioned her, like, how long ago it was? Did she remember? It was the night before. Oh, yikes. Okay. They would have left port probably uh, late morning, early afternoon, and then gotten there at the at that night. Did they, um, did they try to take your magic items then? Or you, you aren't sure? Uh, again, I didn't. Stick <laughs> she around. was already dead, Captain. Yes. I mean, uh, were you playing dead, or like you casted something on yourself? Because if uh, you no, no, it's it's a spell. Um, okay. It literally makes you look as if you are completely dead. dead to the yes, world. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like a you laid there and just held your breath and tried to make it look like you were breathing and you would have heard what they were doing, but. Fair enough. No, no, definitely was just, for all intents and purposes, deceased. Got it. So you heard someone go, oh, pirates. And then oh, you're I like... Oh, I saw the flag. Oh, right, right. No, you saw the flag and you're like, ah, gotta kill myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you all look as if you sailed quite a bit. You know, you know that otherwise it would have been a real death. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. As, you know, the other 24 can attest 
that were on the ship. I just meant you didn't want to like get a look at anyone. You didn't want to see if the tides were turning in their favor or just like a quick little like anything before you just gotta get below yeah, you, deck. And you definitely watch as like she seems to just sink in yeah. on herself. <laughs> like, no, I meant like it was obviously the smart move here. Uh, <laughs> it was just poke that survivor's guilt. Just poke, yeah, right. really. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> knife twist. Twist. <laughs> it was obviously nothing you could have done. Nothing you could have done. Obviously, ah, Captain. Do you have any more questions for her? Unfortunately, she was dead for most of the things yeah. I want to ask questions about. I mean. Who was your captain? Uh, uh, we were sailing under Captain Dalen Blackstrand. All right. That doesn't sound familiar to me, does it? Uh, no, it would just be a small merchant ship. Okay. Nothing that... Nothing really sticks out there. All right. I mean, you need you need your rest, so we'll leave you be. She just kind of quietly nods, sinks back onto the bench, and you watch as she's just... Her eyes... Are just glued on the sad face that's engraved <laughs> from <Ooh>. Sune. <laughs> and leaves a little tally mark under it. <laughs> As she was instructed oh. to do so. Oh. As I walk out of the room, I'm going to send her a message so she can hear it in her head. Mm-hmm. It's alright. If it had been my first time sailing on a ship, I would have done the same thing. You don't get an answer back. Though you suspect she probably understands that she can. But you get this sense that transmits across the link, almost like a sigh. She depresso espresso. (laughs) 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 Yup. Well, well, I believe her, you know. Oh, I definitely believe her. There's just not much information to be had there, unfortunately. We don't know where they were going. We don't know how many they had with them. We don't know anything. So, might as well just keep that whole, not really have any survivors, you know? Because that's just, I mean, I hate to say it, Captain, it's useless. Can't use that at all. Uh, Glad she's alive, though, right? She seems very nice. Yeah, poor thing. Anyways, uh, should we just, I don't know, like, what do we do, though? We still have Decker with us. I mean... This is twice now. I mean, we didn't meet them, but conveniently, this is the second time we've come into contact with Braga's men, and now we are with someone they want. Well, I don't know... I don't, when you say someone that they want, are you talking about Zarina? No, Dagger. No one wants Zarina. Oh. <laughs> oh no, she seems, <laughs> she seems very nice, Io. Yeah, but... <laughs> So sorry, that came off so wrong. I'm sure somebody somewhere wants Serena. So are you saying that you think that they're leaving like a trail of this is what's coming for you if you don't give us Decker? Or you're saying it's just... I'm just... We've now seen an attack, right? Where all they wanted was, I guess, the magical items. It just seems like... I don't know. It's just... We have stayed away from any signs of Braga since we've been out here, out in the sea, played it smart, right? It's just now, within a few days, like, Decker first, and now Zarina. I just want to bring it up, like, we played it smart so far, do we continue? Because there is a lot of money could be made from protecting Decker, but do we still stay in the crosshairs of Braga? You know what? Here's how I see it. In another life, I think maybe I would have said let's lay low and stay away from all of this, but at this point, I've lost my ship. My crew is pretty much elsewhere with the exception of you. They're all over the map now because I couldn't take care of them. And maybe I have a bit of guilt about that too. So if we're going to come across Vrago and their crew, so be it. All right. Um, 
Well, at least you didn't play dead while your ship was sinking. So there's you're, always that. You're right. I didn't. However, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think that you're skilled, and I think that Sune and Vartan are skilled. And I know Decker is absolutely not, but I know that the people that we're sailing with seem to be relatively capable. So if it comes down to it, then I think that we'll we'll handle it the best way we know how. I'll leave it at yeah. that. Absolutely. But also, if it comes down to it, we are we are not going to play dead, but we will desert the ship as well, though, right? I would say a captain goes down with their ship, but this is not this my is not ship. Your ship. This is not my ship. It's not. So I won't play dead, but I'm going to get the fuck out of there. Yes. Absolutely. So glad we're on the same page. All right. I guess we'll meet up with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, uh, the city is growing closer. Uh, The sounds of livelihood, of of dock life, reach your ears a bit louder uh, as the ship itself begins to make its way into port. In particular, it's actually headed into a district known as the Fish Stink District of Vasari. Yes. As this is a lot more of the merchants, the more business side. Uh, There are other ports throughout the port city that are a bit higher end. Those tend to be where the military ships will port, Uh, and where the uh, nobles' ships will end up. But as you are currently just on a merchant's ship, you are headed into the kind of just bog-standard large uh, docks section. As you make your way up to the deck, helping out the rest of the crew, uh, bringing the sails back to their resting position, uh, eventually the ship does make dock. And you watch as Captain Coppertree makes her way down the gangplank and exchanges a little sack of coin to who you assume is the dock master. Io, you have something on the corner of your mouth right there. Is that drool? Okay. <laughs> Von. I mean, you, could, you were staring okay, as you, you went down to, the gangplank. You need to go... You need to be put into that pail a little deeper and I just put my hand, my massive claw, and just push him down into the pail. Stop talking. <laughs> I'll make make a uh, perception check. Oh no. Um, Sune at this point would also, as we're, we've been making it closer to port, he's once again wearing his poncho with the hood up, trying to cover his face as much as possible. Uh. Ooh. Get the bad rolls out now, bud. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. Copy that. Perception. Mm, I don't even know why I'm looking at the number. <laughs> I rolled a two. I rolled a two. Oh, buddy. My you goodness. are very occupied getting Vaughn to just shove back into that uh, pail. I'm just uh, saying she might, she might like it if you shoved, told her what... Oh. <laughs> Uh, you don't. You don't seem to notice anything, but that's probably because you're a bit distracted. Perfect. Um, love that. Love that for me. Love that, love for, that me. for you. It's great. Vaden licks your hand. Can I roll one? <laughs> you entirely can roll as you watch this. I'm less concerned about what Io and Vaten are doing. I'm looking around the the, the port because I'm also less keen on being seen. Uh, what am I? Perception. All right. Um, that's gonna be a twenty. 20. So the first thing you notice is that uh, Vaughn has no like volume control uh, and definitely said all of that far too loud. I think uh, that's been established that Vaughn has, been has no volume control. <laughs> very well established that Vaughn has no volume control. Uh, and his voice kind of carries. It's high pitched and very distinct. And you definitely see just turn over her shoulder with just this smirk. Uh, Captain Sheila Coppertree just smirking at Io. As Io sees that and loses focus <laughs> on me, I see her face. I said, how do you make how do you make your scales change colors like that? Oh. So, oh. <laughs> Stop talking. Captain's walking off the ship like, yo, Io's simping hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> 
but with that 20, you also do notice a lot of the hustle and bustle of the actual docks themselves. Around the docks, there are a number of different uh, shops, little stalls. Uh, there's a there's definitely a very strong scent of fish, as this is a port city, and there are a lot of fishermen's stalls. And you see a number of little taverns as well. Is Will with us on the deck, or is he below? Uh, Will is uh, with you guys on the deck. So he's, as you guys are getting ready to disembark, he's definitely staying close by. As I'm probably also are. holding like a big box or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sutene is definitely helping <laughs> unload. I, do you think they have breakfast beers here, too? Meridian Sea is just loaded with breakfast beers everywhere. It's a cultural thing out in the sea. I think that breakfast beer is it a is. requirement at every establishment. Yeah, they don't stay in business for long if they don't have breakfast beer. <laughs> well, good. I already know one thing about this place, and that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, the tavern that is across from you guys in this deck, or this docks area, is the Black Boot Tavern. Uh, it seems to be relatively run down, but more like a like a, the local dive bar. And you do see a number of very sailor-dressed individuals coming in and out of the tavern. Even though it is late morning at this point, it's still relatively raucous. You figure that some of the sailors are not uh, currently sailing out to this day, so they're getting started early. When you say sailor, pirate garb or like, like merchant sailor garb? More merchant sailor. Okay. In actual cities, it's hard to distinguish people as pirate garb uh, because they, you know, try not to look like pirates. It's usually a good goal to not get arrested. Uh, and you would definitely know that as she of the pirate background. <laughs> yes. Uh, however, it is getting a little bit busy on the docks themselves as you guys spend a bit of time helping uh, the captain and the crew unload a lot of the boxes. Not everything is getting taken off just yet, as this is just one of their stops. Uh, if anything falls off the boxes that Sune is carrying, I'll swoop down and grab it and put it back on top real quick. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> like following behind, because I'm helping. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> that Vatan, you're able to kind of flit among all the boxes, kind of picking up little bits as they start to shift. Uh, you, you feel very helpful. There is a good chance that I made the gangplank wet, though. <laughs> Somebody probably slips. <laughs> oh, we're rolling for oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, we're definitely rolling for it. Can uh, I have everyone roll a oh, no. perception? And then after that will be something else. Dirty 20. That's seven. <laughs> That's a six for me. 16 for Button. Uh, Vatten, you're uh, entirely aware that you were leafing little puddles. Uh, and Epony, you see them very easily able to avoid them. However, I am going to need uh, Sine and Io to make me just a quick little deck save. Just, just, just a quick little deck save. Just a quick little deck save. <laughs> That's a natural one for six. Uh, I rolled a two for yes. seven. Oh. oh, I'm okay. rolling different dice. So, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> and it's so consistently bad all the time. <laughs> just so bad. Just so bad. So, yeah. uh, Sune and Io, there's there's this box that is especially large. So, Sune, you're, you are pretty beefy. You're able to carry most of these by yourself. Same with you, Io. But this one, you just look at it you're like, it's going to be easier if we do this together. Uh, and because you're both carrying the box, you're not paying as much attention to the gangplank as you're disembarking. You got it, Sine? You got it? Uh, Bun is actually underneath the middle of it, mm -hmm. holding it up and making the gangplank wet as he goes. Yeah. Uh, as both of you, <laughs> foot down on the puddle, slip. Uh, the box goes straight up in the air. Uh, so, Vatten, this box is now coming down at <laughs> you. <laughs> I need you to make a deck save because you said you were underneath it. Yes, uh, and Sune and Io, you find yourselves kind of just plummeting <sighs> off of the gangplank and into the <laughs> harbor below. <laughs> That's a 13. 
13, with a 13, you see it coming and at the very last moment managed to flit out of the way. There's a loud crash and splash uh, as this very large box impacts the gangplank and you watch a number of the crew, including the quartermaster of the ship, turn around and just glare at the mess that's gone on here <laughs> before a Claire, number of these at Suna and Io who are gonna get blamed <laughs> Sune, Sune, are you okay? What happened? <coughs> I, I just took a bit of a slip Martin, um, you are not allowed to walk on the gangplank oh, strange, I don't usually slip uh, You do watch as the, the sailing master, Breeze flits her way down the gangplank and kind of reaches out one of her willowy hands towards you, Io. Vatten backs up into the area where he's made the mess and carefully, like, very guiltily uh, reabsorbs the water that's there <laughs> on the plank. Uh, I'll pull myself so out. So it'll be like swimming out, yeah. <laughs> dragging, dragging the box, kind of like swimming mm-hmm. with one hand. Yep. You do eventually... Was the captain there? I mean, okay. The captain. Oh, yeah. Oh, you watch as (sighs) Sheila is just arms crossed and just shit-eating grin. Oh, I thought you meant... I'm very sorry, Captain. My my, uh, tremendous apologies. I I thought you must have slipped. (laughs) And all I'm picturing is Epony sitting on, like, a bunch of crates at the bottom of the gangplank, like, walked off of the ship, sat on top of a bunch of crates with like some kind of nail file and is just humming to herself and every every mm-hmm. once in a while just looks up and goes, yeah, good job. <laughs> Keeps smiling. <laughs> I'm gonna need so many breakfast beers. Oh my dear, Io, that was, uh... Uh-huh. That was certainly uh-huh. something. Well, I wanted a morning dip before we started on our way. Well, then you should have come into my cabin. Right. You see this dog? You have you a pool in your cabin? <laughs> I just start shoving my entire Stop group away. Stop going hard. <laughs> just start... Sh- no, no one told me there was a pool Stop on the ship. Talking. Both Sune and Bobby. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was not Sune. Sune is too concerned trying to pull up from the side of the pier this giant oh, he's box still down there. Like by himself, just like <laughs> just soaking wet. Yeah, uh, Ebony here is the exchange, and it's just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I go. Decker does come kind of skittering up towards you, Sune, and you see him kind of shift his hands uh, and reach out bits of arcane energy coming off of his palms as the box is now very, very light as he casts levitate on it. Hey, Will, the captain said there's some place to take a dip in her room if you you need to. Uh, uh, Vatten. Vatten, that's not what that means. That's not... No, that's that's not what she meant by uh, it's it's all right, dear. Just wh- where's your pail? <laughs> um, uh, that I would think be right here. Attached to myself. <laughs> it, it's full of water. Well, then it's probably perfect for you. I mean, I'm supposed to fill it, not not other water. Sooner we'll like, right. pick off the pail and like just like empty it on the side. Actually, he's gonna empty it over Vatin, like. Vatin <laughs> <laughs> uh, does a brief little, um, like he's taking a shower, like. <laughs> and then the Little Mermaid hair flip at the end is. <laughs> Thank you. That was refreshing, Sydney. Are you refreshed as well? Uh, I suppose I am. Um, I did. I don't think that I was looking for it though. Do you want me to take care of that? Oh, if you would be so kind, Vatten. And he and then, uh, I'll, proceeds to... Sooner will like, stand <laughs> full T-pose, just T-pose, extend out. <laughs> and I'll clear and let the Vatten water just, from like, him. Clear, clean him. We, we've done this before a lot of times. Oh, yeah. This is not the first time that Sunei has fallen off of a boat. Uh, and Vatten has had to get the water back off of him. This is this is going to be a regular occurrence. Sunei is not a sailor. <laughs> no. Eventually, you guys do manage to get... What what cargo needs to be disembarked? 
uh, and you are told that the ship is planning on staying in port for a grand total of a week. It will be leaving in a week's time. Uh, you do know that uh, Seraph is where uh, the elemental disturbances have been occurring within the island of Valendia. That, that is inland. It's about, I'd say about a day and a half's journey inland. I mean, the ship is nice and all, but we're here for Will, so <laughs> if the ship leaves, Suna has no quarrels about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if our ship leaves, that's fine, because we will just acquire another one. <laughs> well, it all depends on whatever Will wants. Um, Will, do you know where we're headed? Are you here? Does your research point you in any direction? Uh, y- yes, uh, we should be going north. It's a bit north, northeast. Uh, I don't, I don't particularly have any maps of Valendia itself. That might be something we want to pick up in town here. But in general, that's the direction that we're gonna, going to want to go. Very well. Um, you may lead the way. We'll look out for you. He gives a brief, sharp nod. Uh, well, I... Has any of you been to this... I have never been to this port before. Do you know where the marketplace is in? Uh, I would say that Io and uh, Ebony, you definitely have been here before. This is one of the bigger port cities. Uh, you do know where a number of the marketplaces are. Yes, we can take you around. So you can entirely uh, lead the way forward uh, down one of the main streets. So this takes you a bit more towards the center of town itself. So there's a very large open air market that you're headed towards. Uh, But in order to get there, you are going down one of the main thoroughfares, which is lined with littler shops, little stalls, uh, and homes. A lot of the people who work the docks will tend to live along this section. Uh, And part of the community is actually a temple that my two sailors would be very familiar with. Uh, This is the Temple of Volker. Volker is a god of sailors. Uh, He is the god of of sailors and safe passage on the ocean. Uh, Many sailors... Regardless of their uh, moral inclinations, will often pay homage to Volker himself, um, as he's considered a way of securing passage and avoiding storms, avoiding rough waters, and the dangers of sea travel. I will definitely go and leave an offering. As you guys make your way towards the temple, uh, I need you all to make a perception check. Oh no. And then, DM, can I just keep an eye out for anybody who might be watching Decker as well as while we're here on, or in Vasari? Absolutely. Make a secondary perception. That's a 10 for Sune. Is that a natural 20? Nope, that's a 4. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, your dice only goes up to a natural 20. So, no, yeah, the first four. one will be a 4 and the second Jesus. one will be an 11. At least it's above a 10. Well, at least the one where you're watching out for Decker is an 11. I got 16. Uh, 16, uh, Sune and Vatten. As a 10. Perception. And. Nine. Nine. (laughs) Excellent. Great rolls, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Teamwork. Sune's staying close to Will. Um, He's taking his charge rather seriously. Cool. Um, as you guys approach the temple itself, it's pretty quiet. You see a cart. Uh, you actually see a few carts parked outside. Um, at this point in the day, there isn't a lot of traffic coming to and from. And the temple itself, there you do see little candles uh, kind of in the very small windows in the front. Uh, the temple isn't particularly large. Uh, it is made of stone, uh, but there is a singular wooden door up in the front and then two alleyways that go down the sides. Uh, you do see, as you approach, a few individuals uh, dressed like sailors uh, walking into the temple itself. Uh, Epony, uh, you see that... 
Actually, Ebony, can you make, because of your perception, can you make me an insight check? Insight check? Yeah. Oh, that's a natural 20 plus three. Okay. With that natural 20, these individuals are carrying themselves very strong, very purposeful, and not in a reverent sort of way. They seem to be kind of looking to each other. You see them kind of whisper under their breath. One of them kind of nods their head towards the side, towards one of the alleys, and one of them actually does peel off into the alley before they all go inside. All right. I don't recognize any of them, do I? Not from this distance, no. Okay. They're dressed in just plain clothes. There's nothing... Yeah, I will, before I go inside, um, head off towards the one that went down the alley. I'm going to just kind of stealth my way around the corner, put my hands up, and peek. Okay. As Ebony's doing this, what is everyone else doing? Soon as chatting with Will. Uh, DM, I know my so I don't see anything, but do I clock my captain doing that? You do, you guys do see Ebony kind of do, do a cartoon look around the corner. Vatten, anything you're doing during this time? I was tempted to go onto Ebony's shoulder, but I know I would talk way too loud for her sneaking, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> He's, <laughs> learning. Be He's learning. Instead, I'm probably pestering, uh, pestering Will and, and Sune uh, as we're walking. Excellent. Um, Epony, you peek your around the corner, uh, and you see this individual kind of standing next to what looks like a secondary door. Just kind of standing there, on occasion kind of putting his ear to the wood before crossing his arms, standing back against the side. I will send a message. Okay. Hi there, darling. What are you doing? This individual kind of looks up, looks around. Roll me a stealth check. Twelve? Okay. As you try to pull back just a little bit, you lock eyes. I will intentionally step into the alley like I definitely meant for him to see me, but I definitely didn't mean for him to see me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, can, uh, is there something that you need? Is there something that you need? It's just a little bit suspicious to me that you came around the side of, like, a temple to listen to the wood. And what business is it of yours? Well, considering you're with a group and you're acting a little strange as someone who has an affinity for also acting strange. I just noticed. Acting strange, huh? Yes. It's quite strange to walk down an alley and put your ear to the wood and just stand there. He sells drugs. As he uh, kind of stands a little bit straighter and leans back onto the wood doorway, he uncrosses his arms and you see him put one hand on a scimitar, and as he's moving the other arm, the elbow actually impacts the door. But he just stands. There's no reason for that. And I will cast Charm Person. Okay. What's the DC? <laughs> Bad. Just 12. As And if they pass the uh, it on that, they know that you tried to charm them, correct? Let me double check. I'm pretty <laughs> sure... When the spell ends, the creature knows that it was charmed by you. If it fails the saving throw, it's charmed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about whether or not it knows if it passes. It knows when it ends if it failed. All right. As this individual uh, human with a red bandana tied around the head uh, and just a little bit of dreadlocks down the side... Uh, Blue tunic uh, and brown flowing pants tucked into some very worn leather boots. So a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I will, I will gladly leave you be, but I'm just going to go inside and meet up with your friends because I'm also going inside. So you can tell me what you're doing or I can go inside and also ask them what they're doing and let them know that you're not incredibly stealthy out here. Who says I'm trying to be stealthy? 
Uh, well, well, who says that I'm not paying homage to Volker how I see fit? Okay, that's perfectly fine. Then I will leave you be and go inside. I just wanted to make sure that your ear was okay. Sure. It was nice to meet you. As he leans back against the wall. I will turn back towards the, you know, I'll, I'll walk out of the alley and head inside. Um, Io's still at the, like, the entrance, right? Yeah, everybody's still outside. Keep an eye on Not the alley. Not cringing at all. Yeah, keep an eye on that alley. There's um, there's a strange one trying to play it off like he's not doing anything sketchy, but he definitely is. Uh, do you need me to do anything, Captain? Not yet. He's not the nicest, but he hasn't done anything terrible. All right. Do you want me to keep eyes on him or just the alley? I'd like to keep an eye on whatever he's doing. I will attempt to be salty <laughs> while I watch him. <laughs> All right. So, Io, you're staying outside? Yeah, I'll give a gold piece to the captain to pay my respects to Volker while she heads inside, and I'll keep an eye on the alley and stay outside. Is this, like, is this happening right next to us? Can we hear it, too? Oh, yeah, you guys are all in the... You all watched as uh, Epony went down the alley a little bit, then came back with this strange tale. You think there's something afoot here, Epony? Do I think that there's something afoot? I don't know, but typically when I act like that, it's because I'm trying to pull off some kind of plan that is going not well because I've been caught. <laughs> hmm, I see. Is there is there a store back there? Maybe he's trying to get his discount. <laughs> Do you think it's something that you would like to investigate? Are you planning on going into the temple? I was yes. I'm going to go inside, and I have Io keeping eyes on this individual in the alleyway. So, would you like us to do the same, or should we go inside with you as well? I, I can help you, Io. I, I can watch. Uh, well, the watching I'm going to be doing, Fawn. It's going to be quiet, <laughs> quiet watching, quiet watching, and there won't be any discount mm, will not come into play. So, I can whisper though, like this. See. And he, he puts his hand up to your ear, but does not change yeah, his voice at all. Your whisper sounds exactly like your regular voice. No, no, no. I've got my hand, like, right here. That's not whispering. <laughs> <sighs> I don't understand. If you don't want me here, you could just say so. No, it's not that at all. We're trying to be quiet, and you're not necessarily quiet, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Not a bad thing at all. Except when it is. Except when it is. Which is now! <laughs> I think about this morning. What if you and Will and myself will go inside the temple and we can ask around and then you get to meet more people? Yes, and your, that your very loud voice will be great in meeting people. Do they like loud people in temples? No. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, I'm certain that they do. Well, no yelling. We're not you're like yelling. I'm we sure talk. they will love it, Vaughn. Oh no. Alright, so we have Epony, Vaughten, Sune, and Decker going inside, and Io staying outside? Yes. Alright. Io, uh, mm -hmm. make me that stealth mm -hmm. check. Uh, everyone else, you begin, you open up the large door, step into the stone temple. Currently, there are no, there aren't a lot of people in here. You do see a number of those individuals that had come in before. Uh, they seem to be uh, kind of taking positions around in the front. And there is, on the opposite side, you see the actual temple itself, the actual altar. And beyond the altar, there is another door. As you enter into the room, you watch as these individuals, their heads snap back towards you, and the door opens up. The back door. Hi, I'm Vatin. The the far door. All right. Josh, if you would like to describe what it looks like as you and the priest exit out from that back room where you were just having that lovely little discussion. You would see a man, a human man, in his late 50s. He's got a big, bushy beard. And his hat's been removed in reverence to the temple. And that hat's kind of dangling on his right hand over 
the female priest's shoulder and then his other arm over the other priest's shoulder just walking with them talking in hushed tones about something serious. The beard has flecks of gray in it and in his teeth is a cigar still smoking from where he may have just put it out in reverence, possible reverence to the temple. Um, As he moves forward you see he's dressed a little finer. He's got a long coat that goes to his mid-knee black fine seal leather made from it and on the lapels or on the lining it's a silver color mixed with little twirls of red down the center of it bone buttons on the left side that look like antler tips to be used and to close it if it could close and probably at a younger age it would but now with his belly it certainly will not but You definitely see a large, thick black belt across his chest with the same similar silver buckle on the center of his chest. As he speaks in this hushed tone with his hair slicked back like fresh sea salt, he just walks speaking, and eyes go up to the rest of the room. Alright, now what are you lollygagging about? Get to it! He says this. So a pirate. That's messed up, man. That's messed up. Uh, Ebony. Yes. His jacket's better than yours. Um, you should ask for it because it doesn't fit him anymore. Uh, Josh, can you roll me a very quick secondary perception check? Uh, sure. Cocked. Cocked. It would fit you much better than if it's him. You know, it's a question that we can ask. Twelve. 12? Okay. Uh, Have you considered that face hair stuff? Because it's kind of cool. I I don't, you know, I don't think I can do that. I could, I could like knit something. (laughs) And Vaden Vaden does a a simulation of it on his own face. What what do you think? And he tips his his pirate head. Is this a good look for me? Very dapper. Uh, Josh. Uh Uh-huh. Or Loghain. Yeah, come on. You, <laughs> looking at this group of four, well, three humanoid, one tiny fairy made of water, uh, you definitely notice. Decker, it's been far too long, boy. As he's going to shove the two priests over to that left door. I will to one of his compatriots. instinctively put my arm in front of Decker. Sune will step in front as well. He will pull from his right side a long, beautiful nine-tail-like whip. And then from his other, he'll pull a cutlass. Let's stand, Stucker! And that's where we're going to end this session. (laughs) What? (laughs) Special thanks to our guest this week, Josh Blake, at NPC Voices on social media. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Roleplay Inc. You can find us on Instagram at Roleplay Inc. R-O-L-L-P-L-A-Y-I-N-C. And we will have more social media coming soon. Until next time, keep rolling.